1: we trying to behave ourselves on the story. But well, y'all know what we're thinking right now.
2: <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra. Energy. I don't know
0: what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think it is. Tell them to sit their badasses down so we're grown folks in here talking. TGIF.
1: Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and it's Wednesday. So we're back with a brand new fresh old episode of TGIF. Now, like usual, We're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for all this hot tea we're about to pour. All right, y'all, please welcome my co-host, brand strategist, Al Reynolds. Hey, Al.
2: What's going on, Claudia?
1: Not much. And
2: Where are you you this this show? Are you in Texas?
1: No, I'm in Atlanta. I'm filming some stuff for VH1 out here. So just, just running around, running around trying to get these coins. (laughs) <laughs> like Funky out there in L.A., please welcome talk show host and multimedia personality, Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? Child,
0: I'm out here working just like you are, child, but I'm unhappy, but trying to make the best of it, making the <laughs> coins in the midst of my unhappiness or so whatever. Yeah. Why <laughs> you unhappy, Funky? Child, just the traveling. Like, I don't like traveling. I don't like living out of suitcases. I don't like the anxiety of having to be... These different places, y'all know I don't work, honey. I'm a rich white woman. I have not worked in over <laughs> twelve years, and now I got to be at work. People barking orders at me. I got to be up six o'clock call times and stuff. And don't get me wrong, Mama appreciate her coin, and I appreciate the life that my coin has afforded me. But I'm unhappy. I'm ready to go home.
1: But cute, that's how you become the rich white woman by working these treacherous oh, hours. But and I already am.
0: I'm mediocre rich. Like I'm not rich, rich. <laughs> but am I right being mediocre rich like I'm good long as I can get on my yachts and buy my Gucci and buy my Houston's I'm good look,
2: okay at least the two of you are working <laughs> you can't complain I'm at home
3: <sighs>
1: look Maybe y'all I'll get some work there's a lot of a lot of money out there to be made and people are feeling TGIF so let's get the people what they want what y'all sipping on tonight
0: Baby, absolutely nothing. I just got off work off on one job and had to rush ahead to another. So, baby, I am drinking air and bronchitis. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh my god, Al, are you drinking tonight or not?
3: <laughs>
2: no, I'm drinking water. <laughs> I just, I'm like, cute. I just got off work. I just slid in here
1: like the last second. And you, you know
0: what's messing me up? I keep, I keep forgetting. LA is on a three hour time delay. So it's 5 a.m. I don't make all type of lunch plans with people at three o'clock. I had an interview schedule at three thirty. And I was like, wait a minute. I got to be home at four thirty L.A. time. I'm just all discombobulated. But I'm a consummate professional and I'm here. I'm ready to break down the headlines and spill the tea.
1: I got to spill some tea because uh, the chat is asking me about my shirt. It's not a shirt. So I'm going to be on professional for one minute. Be an Instagram <laughs> thought real quick. Y'all, I, I got a body. I got a cat suit on. So I'm going to show you what I got on because y'all asking in the chat. It's not a, um. it's a shirt. It's a whole body suit. So,
0: so wait, Claudia, did you see my post the other day that I said, um you can't help look like a hoe if you got on a one-piece catsuit and high heels
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no i i didn't see your post i was in a room or vacationing like a rich yeah, <laughs> yes, Aruba. i don't know what you, i don't know what you posted i was living my life yeah. okay <laughs> okay oh but your post sounds cute so i'll check it out later
0: <laughs> that was a
1: one. Uh, so, um so no one's drinking okay so how was y'all valentine's did y'all did y'all do anything Non-existent, callers.
0: non-existent, no gentleman callers. I flew out of Miami into L.A., landed into L.A. at about 6 p.m. on Valentine's. And I met with a, a industry colleague for Valentine's. So no action over here. I know Al had all the action.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> I wish I worked, um, came home. I did go to like a set at a restaurant called True Luck with live entertainment it was piano jazz that was kind of cool kind of you know brought myself a drink and pretended like i had a valentine but nope no action over here how about you claudia
1: true lux is the bomb we have one in uh uptown right like where near where i live and they have really good seafood uh right. cage and i we went to we went to aruba we watched the super bowl on the beach with some 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 white folks we just met and they were so cool and uh we we went um he got to jet ski for the first time in his life he wasn't much of a beach person before me and we just hung out went to flamingo beach and took pictures with the flamingos it was it was nice i had you know i was where i want to retire so we, we actually went and looked at some condos and um i don't know just trying to see just in case we go to war and it's the end of america because i don't know That's what's gonna happen right? nice. <laughs> nice i don't know but it was it was good we had a good time all right y'all we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight A lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So let's get into it. Uh, Speaking of Valentine's Day, let's get into it. Cardi B seemed to have a really good one. Uh, Offset went all the way out and gifted his wife six Chanel bags and a watch valued at $375,000. What are your thoughts on Offset's extravagant gifts? And uh, how do you keep out doing it? Like, don't you think he set the bar so high like next year? He got to get her like an island, like on some Jay-Z Beyonce. Al, what do you think about this?
2: Well, I think you were right. Like what I I thought we were buying land. That's what Ari did for Moneybag Yo. That's what Tiny did for. I mean, that's what T.I. did for Tiny. And that's what Kirk did with Rashida. I I just thought that we as entertainers and African-American entertainers and rappers were being a little bit smarter. And then also, why are you buying somebody who has everything what they already have? It's just not making a lot of sense to me. And it seems like to me, Cuervo and the rest of the amigos would be a little bit more money conscious because according to the streets and the blogs, their last album, Culture 3, it underperformed. So, you know, I don't know. I, it, it appears to me with the overtopness just reeked of uh, social media sensationalism, in my opinion. We know that Cardi B loves your dirty draws, but I, I don't know why you had to do all that.
0: Okay. Q, what do you think? You know what my sentiments de- my sentiments, <laughs> my sentiments definitely echo, echo Al's. I read an article the other day that said Cardi B is worth 40 million dollars. So at this point, she's got every material item that you've ever right. could have, right? Because when you come from nothing, the first thing that you do when you get money is you go get everything they said you couldn't have. You go get everything you had to scam, beg, borrow, steal to get. She's got every bag, every shoe, every piece of jewelry that she wants. At this point, Cardi B is in coasting mode, so it's just like when he bought her the car, I was like, what does this do for somebody who can buy this themselves? I mean, I guess. I mean, Happy Valentine's Day, she got a man and I don't. I can't even get a man to take take my black ass to Red Lobster and get me an admiral feast. And she found one to get her six bags and a watch,
1: so go off. Okay. Well, I th- I think with uh, Offset and Cardi B, they have everything because they work hard. Listen, the, the woman worked hard, he's worked hard, and even if his album didn't do that great, he still got a lot of bread. And I'd rather him spend it on her than having a gang of side babies and having a bunch of mistresses that he's spending money on. And I will say this: when you do have everything, there is a lot of pressure to buy like big gifts. And I'm not mad at them. Like what I, I was talking to KJ about this when we were on the beach. I said I'm probably not, I'm not gonna have any kids. So I'm not leaving anything on the table when I die. Now, they have kids, but I think they should live it up. They work hard. Why not? I'm not mad at it. I would love to have a $375,000 watch. what he said
0: <laughs> what kj
1: said He's like, i bought you some diamond earrings that's enough <laughs> all right All right, y'all. but I, they did say something about there being like a rose shortage did you see all the roses that was all throughout. i thought that was really romantic i thought that was the bulk of the gift was the roses, which was, to me was enough but-,
0: but shit wasn't it money bag your girl that uh, caused the rose shortage i mean they laid they hotel room at
1: And and, uh, we'll say this in the comments We're also bringing this up. They already have like other homes. He bought her a house in another country. I think they have three homes. So at least they aren't just buying jewelry and trinkets. They are buying real estate. I will say that because there's there's some folks are here in apartments with a lot of jewelry and cars.
0: And and, and I will say this to the point that I made in earlier weeks about Simon and Portia. When you get to a certain income level, the lifestyle is the same. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get to a certain... The, uh, the 20 million lifestyle and the 40 million lifestyle it's the same lifestyle. You eating at the same places, vacation at the same places, mm-hmm. and you buying the same stuff. Them six bags while they were great, they didn't do nothing for Cardi or her ego. Not right. At
1: all. all right, moving along, the Super Bowl was a rating success. 101 million people watched it on TV plus 11 million plus streaming, and that's up from uh 2021 that had 95 million. Now, particularly the halftime show now, I know I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this. It was up 7% from last year. What did y'all think about the performance? performances? And was this not the Blackest halftime show since Beyonce did? Um, what was that song she did? Ugh. Remember, everybody got mad. That it was a so pro- formation. Beyonce did formation. And, and some of those mad folks was real mad. They was like, oh, she's so pro-Black. What did y'all think about the show? Al, what did you think?
2: Oh shoot! You tossing to me again? Okay. Um, of course, the show was amazing. I mean, it was. I mean, it was great. It was uh, West Coast appropriate. The West Coast team won. Um, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, you usually don't see a rapper with choreography, but God darn Kendrick, you done raised the bar on that side. Um, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Snoop with the crip walk and in, in his in his blue and yellow was amazing. The surprise visit of 50 Cent, even though 50 Cent looked like he was, he gained a little weight there. And then the thing that surprised me the most, though, was Mary J. Blige's song choice. Now, we all thought that she was going to use the the song that Dr. Dre Family Affair that Dr. Dre produced with her, which is her number one number one single. But instead she decided to use a different song. So that was kind of weird to me because the tempo wasn't as great as I thought that it could have been. But of course she did an amazing job. But I'm going to be honest with you, Claudia. I don't like this tactic of using Black people to take the narrative off of the real Black issue of the National Football League we still have a major issue. We have 70% of the employees of the National Football League, meaning the players, are men of color. However, the owners, uh, the GMs, and the head coaches, you can barely find one out of all the teams in the National Football League. I did not support, me personally did not support Jay-Z going and sitting with Roger Goodell, something that the NAACP can't do, something that all these other um, African-American organizations can't do, for him to give me a great... A halftime show i wanted him to sit to roger and put his put his neck on the line and to increase representation and offer equality across uh the ownership and higher um, higher uh management that's just my thought though
1: okay all right good points all right q what do you think
0: well i think we don't have enough time left before commercial so we're going to go to commercial break and when we come back i'll give you guys my thoughts on this stay tuned <laughs>
1: we'll be right back Welcome back to TGIF. Now, before we continue our conversation about the uh, the uh, Super Bowl and the halftime show and the inequality in the league, let's do some positive uh, work here. Let's take a look at this moment in black history sponsored by Nissan
3: celebrating Black history makers who have broken barriers and created a path for change. Giving new meaning to Black girl magic are 17 Black female judges who were recently sworn into their historical positions in courtrooms across Harris County, Texas. Together, these women make up the largest group of Black female judges ever to be elected at the same time. With this opportunity, I will not only follow the law, but I want to improve the criminal justice system and leave it better than the way that I found it. These judges are gracefully continuing the legacy first put into motion by Jane Bowling, who in 1939 was the first black woman to serve as a judge in the United States. These 17 judges are using their black girl magic to usher in a new era of leadership in the name of justice for all.
2: Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, presented by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers on our most exciting lineup ever shop nissanusa.com
1: all right fellas what are your thoughts on this moment in black history sponsored by nissan
0: i mean i definitely think it's amazing and i definitely want to give a special shout out to nissan for partnering with foxhole for this black history moment i think it's very important especially in this environment that we live in that we see these big brands really come out and stand 10 toes down for Black culture. So shouts out to the Black history moment and shouts out to Nissan for, for, for daring to be unapologetically in support of all things Black.
1: Al, what do you think?
2: Totally agree, totally agree, totally agree. And, and, and just thumbs up to all of those women that bonded together around this campaign to take over all of those judgeships. Thumbs up across the board to everyone and Fox Soul for bringing it all together.
1: And to my people in Texas, although the new restrictive voting laws are in place, early voting has begun, and we have primaries coming up. So please make sure you make it happen. I I see one black woman that tried three times to vote, and she's a super voter. So you know what? It makes this all the more important to see these women in these positions. We need more of this. All right, y'all. Continue our conversation about the Super Bowl, um, uh, the halftime show. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> On one hand, people in the comments saying, Look, y'all never happy. You know, we complain about things and we get it, we make a step in the right direction, and that's not good enough. And then on the other hand, it's like, Well, we're not there yet. And yeah, there is an equality in the league. And it's very obvious we have two people right now currently trying to make a bid for that to be black owners. Um, and then I, I don't know if it, it, that really falls on Jay Z. Jay Z is not just down with the NFL. He's He was hired for the entertainment part of it, right? So to produce the halftime shows. So I don't really know how much power he has. With, with getting head coaches and an upper management. So I don't know if that's a fair assessment of Jay-Z.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Th- th- this is definitely one of those instances and I've had to think long and hard about this, th- this and, and what my, my, you know, my insertion would be. There are a lot of things that can be true at, one, true at one point, at one time. So the first thing is, this was an amazing Super Bowl show. It was um, awesome, it was epic but we can't negate the fact that there is a machine that has stripped away our culture and then monetized selling us back our own nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Like you've taken everything that we went up for on that stage, y'all have replaced for pop and Doja Cat. And then what you did was say, we're going to sell it back to y'all. So aside from that, it was a great moment for hip hop. It was a great moment for music. Jay-Z did a very good job booking the Super Bowl show. Hard stop, close the cover on that book. Next book, next chapter, next paragraph. The NFL still has a racism problem. You know what I'm saying? And what I don't want Black people, I want Black people to take the win. But white folks, this is not a win for y'all, all all right? We still looking at y'all. We still saying that from y'all's perspective, this was performative, and we still going to be on y'all necks about diversifying leadership, coaching, and ownership. So this is not a win y'all are allowed to take. But for Black folks, we're going to take this win as one for the culture. But we ain't stupid. We have not been bamboozled hoodwink. And we recognize that we did not land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. And we still want our things. Give us our things. That's right.
1: Again, I, I agree. I think it's a win for the halftime show. It's not a win for the NFL. The NFL is going to be a great more amount of work, way more work than the halftime show. That's something that we can tackle because we're in a position to handle that. We're not in the position to run the NFL yet. Well, the players could make a stand, but that's a whole nother conversation that they're not willing to have just yet.
0: And I also want to point out, Claudia and Al both, listen, as, and again, this is why I am reluctant to give the win to the NFL or to white America. White America has never had a problem with us shucking and jiving for them. Absolutely. You know, you see what I'm saying? So we Really? I don't want to dig so deep into the performative nature of hiring Jay-Z because I don't want to take away from the epic moment that this was for black culture. but well, we not finna pretend like these white folks ain't sit up in they C-level suites and say, well, we'll just put them over the entertainment and them Negroes will be happy exactly. because all it take is a good piece of brown looking and a good beat for black people to <laughs> exactly. start stopping and dancing. And we get distracted. Like, please right. y'all dance, celebrate, have a good time. Mary J was fine with them thick ass thighs and them diamond ass boots with their offbeat dancing. by her <laughs> new album, but. NFL, we still see you. That's right.
1: So speaking of Super Bowl, there's some other things we have to cover. The New York Post is getting backlash for an article I wrote about Snoop Dogg smoking weed before the halftime show. Fans weren't happy and questioned why I would focus on that, especially... Since we had been legal in California, uh, I think we made it legal medicinal-wise in 1996, and in 2016, we voted in Cali, I say we because I live there, we voted for it to be legal in 2016, so why are you even pointing it out in a state where it is legal? What do y'all think about this story, and you think they tried it once again?
0: Y'all ready for my real response? I want to make sure I get it right. This is the New York Times or the New York Post? The Post. New York Post people, New York Post people. Y'all want to know what y'all can do for me? Y'all can kiss my ass and lick it with it, okay? Because the the fact of the matter is weed weed is legal in a whole lot of places. A whole lot of people smoke it. Your parents probably, whoever the hell wrote the article, your parents probably was born in the 60s, going to Woodstock, laying it low and spreading it wide on all types of weed and mushroom. It is a multi-billion dollar industry that the white machine is standing to make a whole lot of money on. And black people are still incarcerated over petty weed charges. And we not here for you can kiss our ass and lick it with it. Yes, God, he smoked it. It's part of the culture, and he just, you, you trying to make it seem like he smoked it backstage, trying to hide <laughs> it from down home. hole. He smoked it out loud and quiet as a kept. He probably smoked it in the wings, and if it wasn't for Mary J having asthma, he probably would have smoked it on stage. <laughs> Do you understand me? Get off our line with this bullshit, okay?
1: You know Go what? I don't now. think there's anything me or Al could add to that story, so <laughs> let's just move on. Eminem oh, okay. reportedly paid uh, no mind to the end. NFL when it came to them denying his request to kneel during the uh, halftime performance. Eminem took a knee anyway at the end of his performance alongside Dr. Dre. What do you think about Eminem reportedly going against the NFL? And are you surprised that he's receiving more praise compared to Colin Kaepernick? Al, what are your thoughts on this moment?
0: Um Hold on, Al. I got this too. <laughs> fair people. NFL people. Just like the New York, whichever magazine that was, y'all can kiss our ass and listen. <laughs> we knew what the hell what was going on with that performative ass performance. And, 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 and Eminem ain't make his riches playing with y'all in the C-suites of the white community. He made his riches in the trenches of black folks, and he knew it was in the best interest of his, him getting into heaven to stand with us. We stand with Kaepernick, and I'm going to Tell you something, I am gladly awaiting Eminem's rendition of <laughs> Lift Every Voice and sing oh, God. Nah, nah, You can go, choose a weight today, baby. What
1: time there is there? We this LA marijuana. Time. I found
0: my dosage five. Milligrams <laughs> my you don't five seem milligram. unhappy
1: to me. This is I'm great. You need to be unhappy five, more I'm often.
0: I'm a five milligram girl, it don't get me too high, but oh. it just get me happy.
1: Uh, oh, what are your thoughts on this? You have anything to you
0: add? Know,
2: to I it didn't really do anything for me that he kneeled. I'm like, I'm like Q on this one. I'm gonna tell you what though, if he wanted to really show impact, I would have liked for him to kneel and not perform. Now he would have stole all the headlines and he would have gotten like a, a stamp of worldwide approval for me if he did something like that. But him kneeling, it it just didn't. And it just didn't do anything. And we know that he's been an advocate of Kaepernick. He, he's rapped about Kaepernick in his lyrics. But I mean, and like you said, to me, Eminem has built his career off of mimicking our culture, right? Or tapping into our culture by mimicking it is what is a, a more appropriate way of saying it. But if he really wanted to have impact, use your influence to make a larger statement so that there will be change. And to me, if you had kneeled and not performed, then you would have gotten my seal of approval. Hmm,
1: I kind of disagree because I feel like the fact that he, he uh, disobeyed the NFL's orders and did it anyways, as a white man, I thought that was kind of using his voice. And I don't think he mimics us. I think he is definitely part of the culture. I don't think he's a fake. I don't think he's an imposter at all. Eminem bent down with us. And I I, I, I don't know. I just view him differently. And that's just my difference of opinion. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm right, you're wrong or vice versa. But I, I like that he asked for permission. They told him hell no. And he did it anyways. And I-, I think he wouldn't not perform because I'd be disrespectful to the black man that put the show together.
0: I just want to add one thing to that, Claudia. I want to change one word. You said he did it as a white man. I want to change that as He didn't do it as a white man. He did it because he could. Because okay. he is a white man. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's the difference. But even with that, I will give him credit for standing in solidarity, much to Al's point, now I ain't expecting the man to mess up his whole coin because the NAACP they still him <laughs> my phone for donations, and they ain't gonna be able to help that man with his bills if he need bills. But I do respect the fact that he was willing to stand in solidarity and potentially take on all the backlash that will come along with him doing so.
1: And remember when he was getting been, into has a there Trump-
0: been any backlash? What has been the backlash? Have we seen any?
1: He said, oh, well, of course, he's not going to get the same kind of backlash that a Colin Kaepernick would get. He's not going to. And his, you know, it's not going to happen. And, and that's probably part of it. You know, he, he hmm. can he, he can afford to be a little bit more fearless. But even with that being said, I don't take that away from him because he did when he went up against Donald Trump and was running his mouth about Trump, murdering him in his lyrics. He lost a lot of his like MAGA fan base that he does have. He did. He did have. Uh, I do remember that. All right. We got to get into the story, y'all. <sighs> From the NFL to Trey Songs. Now, he's being accused of anally raping a woman at a house party. And now he's being hit with a $20 million lawsuit. Um, what are your thoughts on this, uh, these allegations, these serious allegations? She said she didn't come forward earlier because she was afraid. What are your thoughts, Al? What do you think about this story?
2: Um, I just think as a brand strategist, if I managed Trey Songs, I would send him to treatment. I would, I would pull him out of the limelight. I would pull him out of off the stage and I would send him straight to treatment because people are coming up with rape stories about him now on a weekly basis. And this could ruin this young man's career. Now, this woman's description of the rape was so graphic that she talked about going to the hospital and having tears, tears that she, you know, had to stay in the hospital a couple of days and receive stitches for. This is just really not looking good for this young man because this isn't one-off, this isn't a two-off, this isn't a three-off. We're getting one a month now from him. He needs to be pulled off the stage, out of
0: the limelight and sent to treatment.
1: Q, what do you think? I'm going
0: to be totally honest with you. Um, I haven't read a single word of this story, but I ain't no damn fool. I was born at night and I wasn't born last night. I don't give a good goddamn what nobody say there's some truth to some of these damn stories, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, the first time, okay, maybe. The second time, it's a hater. The third time, it's a groupie. The fourth time, it's a gold digger. Now, this, I mean, like, y'all, we can't keep excusing this away. Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, the Me Too movement has taught us that, baby, where there's smoke, not only is there fire, bitch, it's, uh hollywood hills on fire all the trees is smoking i mean call all the paramedics and emts from every place again i was not there i did not witness it and i did not hear but i am not no damn fool it's too many cases listen one thing i am good at is math and, 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 and just from a sheer statistics and probability perspective There have been too many instances of this to be reported that mathematically not one of them is correct.
1: You know, I I read the, uh, the report on it and the graphicness of it, the details. I've heard this story before. I've heard the whispers. I've heard other things similar to this being out in Hollywood for 20 years. It's sad that someone that had all this going for him is in this mess. And um, I hope people don't attack the victim. I don't because, the, you know, he has a huge fan base and people tend to do that. And you see why people don't want to come forward until 10 years later. Because what's the motivation? You don't get believed anyways. But this, I mean, being anally raped to the point we have to go to the hospital. I just find it very hard to believe that people are going to like lie on that to get a check. That's a huge Hail Mary you'd be throwing. And I, his people, what are you doing? Where, where, where's, where's the person that steps in and says, Look, I got to pull you aside, brother? This, this is getting out of hand. This didn't just get happen this year. We've been hearing about this for a long time. All right, y'all, we got to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF and shout out to all 2,485 people in the chat. Let's get us to 3,000. And we appreciate it. If you appreciate the show, you like the show, give us some flames in the chat. Speaking of flames, I'm nervous about what Funky Dineva is going to say about this story. <laughs> but we got to what, cover What's it. the story, girl? <laughs>
0: Who it, is it? Is it one of my favorite people?
1: You're one of your faves. Uh, Hazel E. is accusing a popular ski resort of racism after she was kicked off the premises, we have video. Let's take a look. These is people at kicking me and my black family off. They wouldn't let us yeah, get a ticket. It. Q, what are your thoughts on this black family being kicked off the ski resort?
3: Claudia,
0: Harriet Tubman, answer, join the truth, just text me. And they told me to leave this alone in honor of Black history. (laughs) But I ain't going to hit it hard from the back. I'm going to just tap it. I'm going to just tap it lightly. You know, here is one of the prime examples of when people have Black adjacency how they can pick and choose when they want to be Black. I don't even know what what Hazel E's complete racial makeup is. But the reason why I don't like her and why I will never like her is because I remember that Iyanla episode where she literally was on there trying to clean up her image for colorism, right? She had an issue with dark-skinned women. And then... She tried to dress it up like it was some childhood trauma. And when her mom was not going along with the story, she was coaching her mom. Mom, remember when the the, the dark skinned girls on the playground and the mama was like, oh, I forgot my line. Here's the thing. You can't fucking suck black. Make your money off of black, but then not want to be black and want to shun dark skinned black women. But then when it suits your narrative, now it's, oh, I'm black. I'm being kicked off because I'm black. Yeah. I'm being kicked off because I'm black. Because real talk, is you're not even black presenting. I mean, honestly and truthfully, you would pass for Mexican or something else before you even pass for black. Now, granted, you was with your black piece of dingling, and maybe you could loop that in to, to say why you were kicked off the thing. But you know what? To be quite honest, honey, you've done so damage to black women and the black community, even if they exercise racism against you. I really do not care.
1: You know what? I'm going to have to go ahead and agree with you on this one. And the fact remains that, okay, listen, if you've made colorist statements before, which you have, you are now sitting in front of Ayanla to clean up your image. Listen to this woman. Let this be your moment to receive it. Say, you know what? I did say something offensive. I have hurt some people's feelings. I have I've had I've been damaging to black women, to dark skinned women. I'm sorry. Instead of doubling down because I haven't heard anything except a doubling down. I never heard uh, my bad. I apologize. I won't do it again. And you're right. It is hard to feel bad when you see this narrative because, again, you made a mistake before or you, you had an ignorant way of thinking. Okay, confront it, apologize for it, and move on. Don't double down on it and then expect us to have sympathy for you when this happens, because I'm with you. I, I don't either. I'm kind of like, mm. did they know you were black? Right. Or did they know you were just loud <laughs> and obnoxious?
0: And ugly. Okay, no, I'm not well.
1: gonna say that. But... Bought
0: your body from Turkey and need the kid big. Oh, well it
1: speak. Got
0: sepsis in your ass. And <laughs> look like Fiona from Shrek. And probably smell like sanitation, garbage. Uh, unless they turn like doorknobs. Yes, God, big small. Black is three months. Go ahead, Claudia. What was saying man? <laughs> Heart throb, never, black and ugly as ever, however.
1: <laughs> speaking of black history month julia fox and and Yang have broken up.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> julia fox people
0: julia <laughs> go ahead claudia
1: <laughs> now they broke up after uh you know dating for nearly two whole months it seemed like forever because i'm so sick of them uh but fox is in phase about the split she released the following statement on instagram y'all would love it if i was so upset why not see me for what I am, which is number one, a hustler. I came up. Uh, And not only that, but Kanye and I are on good terms. I have love for him, but I wasn't in love with the man. Fox also says she may be releasing a book detailing her relationship with Ye. Ye. Uh, Al, do you think this is a good idea? You being the brand strategist, is this a good idea for Julia Fox to release a book and would you read it?
2: Oh, yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea. The only one that came up on this was Julia Fox. I didn't know who the hell she was. <laughs> until she got with kanye and you know obviously he chucked her down our throat but let me tell you something this was a bad ugly pr stunt that we saw straight through from the beginning we're watching kanye unravel we're watching kanye and realizing that he's not as a, a much of a genius as we thought it was an, a lazy attempt to make kim kardashian jealous it was manufactured it was gross it didn't help him get his family back. It didn't help him get his wife back. It just was all thumbs down across the board for Kanye. I, 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 But she is right. She says she's not hurt. She came up. Someone's probably knocking on her door now. The reason why she mentioned the book deal in the release was because she got a book deal. Uh, and she's probably going to get more because this is what we do. This is what entertainers like Kanye do. Make a Black woman famous. Help a Black woman out. Do that, Kanye. Fall in love fakely with a Black woman. You know, anything other than that is performative to me.
1: All right. And darn Black History Month. Q. Julia Fox People. <laughs>
0: Julia Fox People. <laughs> Two weeks worth of dick ain't enough for you to write our 135-page box cart children's book with 135 pages to be sold at the book fair. Okay, that ain't enough. She ain't even been there long enough to write a story about long enough. Baby, you ain't even had a garage access code. He was hunching you at elevated Holiday Inns and brought you a couple bags and a little bit of yang, 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 here and there and everywhere. (laughs) Baby, what's going to be in this book? Y'all went out to eat. Y'all hunched. He said he hate Kim. I mean, he hates skeet. It ain't even going to be enough in this book for you to sell it for $6.99 down to the nearest convenience store. So I'm gonna tell you what you need to do, baby. You need to just go ahead and save a lead us on for the next 40 years like you really got some tea. Get you some movies to add to your IMBD because Quiet As It's Kept, when I searched you, baby, you didn't even have two episodes to Seventh Heaven, Quiet As It's Kept, (laughs) yet alone an extra role on Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Charmed. Okay, I'm just saying. So save that for your memoir after you do a franchise of Fast and the Furious or Transformers or Love Jones
1: Part 2, the multicultural edition. I'm just saying. <laughs> JP in the comments says she was an accessory and her services were no longer needed. And M-Town Boy Foya says, "Uh, LOL, no one's going to read her pamphlet. My <laughs> question, and we got to go in a break, but I, I, I just want to know, I'm sorry. Why did he, why was she chosen? Like she's such a, like, of all the people he could have picked, like, I'm just confused about as as to why it would be her. I, here's,
0: I, the, here's the beauty, though, and I know we got to go to Nissan really quickly. I mm. don't, it wasn't even her. It had nothing to do with her. He literally would have picked up any white bitch he would have found at the Waffle House. He was desperate. He was crying. He had just got out of a text argument with that woman, and she was ready and available.
1: Mm. All right, y'all. Well, from that Black history moment to this one, in case you missed it, let's take another look at this Black history moment. Sponsored
3: by Nissan. Celebrating Black history makers who have broken barriers and created a path for change. Giving new meaning to Black girl magic are 17 Black female judges who were recently sworn into their historical positions in courtrooms across Harris County, Texas. Together, these women make up the largest group of Black female judges ever to be elected at the same time. With this opportunity, I will not only follow the law, but I want to improve the criminal justice system and leave it better than the way that I found it. These judges are gracefully continuing the legacy first put into motion by Jane Bowling, who in 1939 was the first black woman to serve as a judge in the United States. These 17 judges are using their black girl magic to usher in a new era of leadership in the name of justice for all.
2: Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, presented by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers on our most exciting lineup
0: ever. Shop
1: Yes, Harris County, Texas. That is the blackest county in the state of Texas. And I remember this moment, super proud. Fellas, what do you think about this, this moment? It's amazing.
0: And what I'm hoping for is that we will see a trickle down effect of having these black judges in place and a shrinkage in the disparity between sentencing between African-Americans and other people who occupy the United States.
1: Exactly. Al, what do you think? I agree. A little more fairness, someone that understands the culture and not look at us us as as monsters and more humanized. You know, I think that's why we need representation in all these areas. So thank you once again, Nissan, for this moment in Black history. We're taking a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more show after this. Welcome back to have shout out to everyone in the chat holding us down and showing us so much love. We appreciate you big time. All right y'all, this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse. It can help you avoid those lows. And we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, but that's wrong too. We take care of our bodies with the gym the doctors, and nutrition, but we should be focusing that much ag- attention also on our mental health. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that h- offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Now, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used Better Therapy. Help therapy now. TGIF listeners, you get ten percent off your first month at BetterHelp.com/tgif. That's BetterHelp.com/tgif. We hope you take advantage of this. We're gonna take our, uh, another commercial break, and we'll be back, be back with more show right after this. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, fellas, want to get your thoughts on this next story? Uh, CNN commentator Van Jones to a new edition to his family. Now, Jones revealed that he and his friend, Naomi, recently had a baby girl and will be consciously co-parenting. Now, Jones said they both have wanted to have a child after the COVID-19 lockdown and decided to join forces and become co-parents. He also said that it's a concept that I hope more people will explore and consider. Is this a new way to have a child with your side piece? What is this about, Al? What do you think about this?
3: Hmm...
2: You know what is interesting to me? I, I just need to know why or how these ultra successful, rich, single, black, straight men like Van Jones, that's you Tyler, Perry, that's Tyler right. Perry, and Hill Hopper are having kids without having sex with the women that they having kids with. That's, that's, You
0: just
2: went wrong three times, go ahead. That's what's confusing to me. I Honestly, this is just me and probably still showing my age. I do believe that Ben Jones is an interesting person. However, I don't believe people should be having babies just to be co-parenting. I think kids need to be raised in a two-family household, whether it's uh, man-on-man, woman-on-woman, or one woman, one man. I'm just old school like that. I, I, I'm just not understanding this whole co-parenting thing because co-parenting to me, when I hear it, means that a parent is missing from that household in some form or fashion. So for me, as it relates to you know those guys that are rich and successful in doing these things, I think these men have something else they need to tell us. Al, do you want to have kids? Do you want kids? I'm not co-parenting. Like in in any way, in any in any
1: shape, shape or form, any way, shape, or form. Do you want to have children?
2: Maybe I'm not I'm not ruling it out. Mm -hmm. I'm not ruling it out. But, you know, I have 11 nephews and a niece that I I support and play with and help raise. So, you know, I feel like I've I've gotten a parenting experience. But if it happens, you know, I'll be happy
0: with it. And you're old. <laughs> Your <mom>. well, <laughs> you,
1: you, you were having quite the reaction to the story and, and to Al's remarks. So what?
0: Go ahead, Because here's what y'all not finna do tonight, Claudia and Al. Like, y'all get a kick out of positioning me. What do you mean? To say what, I mean. what <laughs> you really want to say. And I will not be baited in this uh, uh, uh Corey Booker Rosario Dawson, <laughs> break up
1: whatever um, do you mean
0: guys beard farce that's going on with Miss Van Jones and this. not miss not miss I don't want no parts
1: <laughs> first of all that is a straight I, black man I don't, <laughs> <laughs>
0: what I don't want no part uh, this Here, new- what are you trying
1: to say exactly? No, I ain't trying
0: to say nothing. What I'm saying is I don't want no parts of this newfangled, <laughs> okay, recreation, reimagination of the American family where I am rich, black, nice looking, bald-headed, have access to just about any woman I want, but can't find one to marry Yeah, have a baby with. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all have that because that's real modern Van Jones. And you know what? If that worked for you, you need to um, do like uh, Julia Fox did and put you out a little pamphlet so you can educate the rest of us. And I'm going to leave it at (laughs) that.
1: Speaking of having babies with people that they're not with, Merle Nichols, the mother of Tristan Thompson's son, claims he hasn't met or supported his two-month-old child. Are we surprised
2: by this news? I'm surprised. I got to be honest with you. I'm surprised. Tristan is known to take care of his kids now. I mean, he may be a little slow upstairs and, and maybe a little fame hungry and all that. I don't. We've never heard any other stories in the past of the women that he babied or fathered kids with that he has not taken care of them and taken care of them well. So this one is hitting a little different because this is a court order. So he either does it or he goes to jail.
1: And has even met the kid either. Damn, it's not the kid's fault.
0: You know, one thing I never noticed, and you don't even have to be a celebrity to know this. I think any of us who have grown up with the common experience, know somebody who's had a child is not active in that child's life. I just don't know how you walk around having a seed running around and you're not present. You don't know it. You have no interest in it. Or you have more anger and disdain for the mother than you do love for this child that you created. Now, granted, being rich affords him the luxury of being able to just cut the check and keep her quiet. But I just don't know How you reconcile that with with Jesus when the saints come marching in, and what side of the pearly gates that your soul is going to land on by not taking an active role in a child's life that you created?
1: I agree. And it's fair to say that probably a lot of us, a lot of people in in society, a lot of the issues stem from their childhood and not feeling loved and then feeling inadequate. And you're just adding to it, Tristan. So be mad at the mom all you want for you getting her pregnant and you busting up inside of her without using a con. Be mad at her all you want, but that's still your child. And that child, all this behavior lives on the Internet forever. And they're going to see it. All right. Speaking of having sex, entertainment reporter Terrence J says he wears sneakers during sex. Um, he said something about for the grip. He was co-hosting with Bebby Smith on the Wendy Williams show and said it was for the grip. Uh, what are your thoughts on keeping a certain piece of clothing on? Al, do you keep a certain piece of clothing on or are you totally now you a Gemini, you freak, you totally butt naked?
2: Yeah. 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 I'm usually butt naked. If not, you know, I I'm I'm, you know, I like trying different things, role-playing and all that type of stuff too. So, but you know, with Terrence J, Terrence J is known. He has a mean sneaker game. Everybody knows that. He's known for that collection. I just thought that this information, though, I watched the clip, I I just thought that it was useless information. You know, when I look at Terrence J, and I know he's an attractive guy, he's super successful, but I just don't view him as a dude that's having a whole bunch of sex. And I'm sure he is. It's just in my head, I just don't view him as a very sexual. He gives me such boyish vibes, like kid vibes. And I think this confession on national television is kind of his way of kind of changing the narrative i think he wants people to think of him more of as a grown man as a sex symbol and for me it's it's just not working
1: it makes sense it makes sense q what do you think about him leaving the sneakers on even though he does like al said has he has a mean sneaker game
0: well, you know, I'm less concerned with his born-ass sex life and more concerned with what our favorite role play is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we talking Shakespearean theater or are we talking Tyler Perry plays? I mean, like, what's it giving Al? I mean, are you the protagonist or
2: the antagonist? <laughs> <laughs> you <you're> a nasty. <laughs> you're so
0: nasty.
1: I kind of want to know now, too, though. I <laughs> <kinda> want to know. <laughs> I can see him being in a jock strap with... Like some shoulder pads. He oh, <laughs>
0: really gives me like leather S M. Like y'all are sick. Could be all the above. Hell, depends on the day, right? Okay.
1: Okay. All right. Did y'all hear about this flight attendant who uh knocked out an unruly passenger? They wilding out lately. Uh, American Airlines flight a passenger tried to open the airplane door mid-flight to enter the uh cockpit. The flight attendant grabbed the coffee pot, hit the passenger over the head several times, knocking him out. He was restrained until the uh, flight landed safely, then arrested by FBI officials and taken into custody. Do you think the flight attendant handled this properly? Uh, What do you think about this? Yeah,
2: heck yeah.
1: <laughs> Get that flight attendant like, you're not going to kill
2: me today, cluck, cluck. <laughs> and if but she really
0: heck. wanted to debilitate his ass, she'd have threw that hot coffee had on him. <laughs> hot coffee
3: on him.
2: Okay. But you know, you know what's so funny? This The, the flight attendant, I, I I praise her because, or, or him, we don't know if it's a he or she. But according to the story, he tried to break into the cockpit first. Mm-hmm. So they had to deal with all that drama. And there was no marshal on board. So then he went from the cockpit and then he tried to like open the door and like, okay, what are you going to do? Like clearly, you know, the door is not going to open. We know that anytime it's above 10,000 feet, the door is, is what's that called? Sealed shut, whatever it's sealed shut. It's not going to open, but that flight attendant was like, Not today. You're not killing me today. <laughs> and I don't care who else is on this plane, but not me, not today. I enjoyed it. I just hope that, you know, when American Airlines stands by this flight attendant, they did issue a positive statement, but let's just hope that American Airlines stand by
0: her. Right. Thanks. Q? I, we've talked about this before on a previous show. I want senior and tenured flight attendants to be granted the ability to take an extra class on how to use a taser or how to use something. So they have a foolproof piece of recourse when these things happen. This man had to get creative. What if he was mid aisle when this happened and he didn't have access to a coffee pot? Then what happened? I'm not saying we need every 19 year old hired as a flight attendant to have taser access. But I definitely think if you are a senior flight attendant, that they should be given some type of security, retaliatory practice training so they can fix situations like this and give them adequate weapons. Because Folgers, (laughs) but at this time, but... The best part of waking up ain't going to always be folders in your cup if that goddamn door is you know? I'm just saying.
1: You know what? I agree with both of you. And the fact that during uh, Donald Trump's uh, time in the, in the office, uh, he said that teachers should be trained and, and, and carry guns for unruly kids in classrooms. Um, the fact that we have people that have actually hijacked planes with box cutters and, and things are still happening. Uh, I think they should absolutely the flight attendant should absolutely be equipped with a more foolproof way to stop these. And I think tasers are a fantastic idea. You know, you're not going to hurt other people with them. You can focus on a person that's you know, you can stun them. You know, it's not lethal for the most part. Right. And I, I think they should. I, I think we're leaving them in harm's way and with such a responsibility on their shoulders to make sure that we, we land safely. And I just don't think it's right. So, y'all. All All right, y'all. Fun show tonight. I want to thank my fantastic co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Donia, for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. I need you all to stick around because the Black Report is coming up next. And we'll see y'all back here on Friday. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, fellas.
0: Y'all be good. So I love y'all. Y'all
1: have a good time.